0: Welcome to New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message.
1: Well, it's a real honor this morning to have Danny and Sherry Silk here with us. Real honor, yeah. Talk about mothers and fathers in the kingdom. Man, it's like we have a lot of mothers and fathers, but these are like generals, mothers and fathers. So uh, it's a real honor. Um, Several years ago, Pastor Ralph, and when this new book came out called Culture of Honor, gave it to our whole leadership team, and we read it, devoured it. Many of our leaders here at New Hope have read and gone through that, especially even the chapter on kingdom confrontation. It's like, ooh, that's the hard one. <laughs> that's a, Ralph's favorite one. <laughs> uh, so it's so good. So the influence you guys have had here has been very significant. Uh, you know, like Jonathan shared last night, I don't think you realize how much that message has shifted—not just our church or Walton Academy, but the body of Christ, and how we love each other, and you know, getting rid of fear-based parenting, and just all of that stuff. Uh, Joy, you know, you probably could share, but you know, I might never get the mic back. Uh, but about loving your kids on purpose and how that affected our family and the families here. So, uh, so it's an honor to have you. So, if we can give a nice, warm welcome to Danny and Sherry. Good
0: to be here. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to say hello before Danny got started. Um, we just. Recently went through a transition where um, I was working for Jesus Culture and for three-plus years traveling around in a tour bus. Lord Jesus, thank you. (laughs) That's pretty, I have some pretty wild bus stories. Anyway. um, But just in April, I started transitioning, just traveling again with Danny. So we have been apart a lot the last three years, so it's been fun to be together and be with you as well. We travel a lot and I get the privilege of just choosing the places that I want to go. Like, he has to go to other places. I don't have to go there if I don't want to. I'm very powerful. Um, Like, 52 hours on a plane to South Africa. I love South Africa, but whoa, that's another level. Uh, But this feels like family, and I just wanted to thank you for that. And it does feel like we found this tribe we didn't know was... Over here and um, civilization. civilization. I, I was... <laughs> I lo- actually love the East Coast because I love American history so much and we have some boring history in California. <laughs> Gold rushes and stuff like that. Saloons. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go into all that. Um, what a, one of the things I wanted to to mention was when Cher was praying for Karen and, and uh, the, the Welton Academy and that whole crew and, and Steven and Joy, but one of the things that came to my mind earlier was I felt like you guys were a place for refugees to come. And I, I don't mean in the most political sense that's happening right now, but more people that don't fit other places can come here and find a place and and be home. People that have, they're struggling, they've had hard times, or they've, whatever, they're coming out of something that's been really hard, that this is a a place of of refuge for them. And that comes with a set of of problems, right? And, And complex things that need to be solved, but I feel like that Lord's putting this team together that you're able to help people get from where they've been to where God wants them to be, so... Anyway, I wanted to share that. Thanks for having us, and we'll see ya after.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right. Hello. Is there some reason we need these lights this bright? Are we, f- are we filming? Are we broadcasting to Jupiter? What what is what is happening right now? I can hear people back there. I know you're there. Good morning. I guess the answer is yes. A 747 is landing on me. At night. Oh well, um, I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump right in here. We're we're done somewhere in the, the noon area thereabouts? Yeah, you go yeah? Okay. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> I, I, I mentioned to the, um, the Welton Academy students and group, how many, how many were at the conference this weekend? Goodness sakes. Oh, that's a lot of you. Okay. Well, fantastic. Welcome back. Um, and uh, for those of you that are local congregants, all right. Very good. Very good. Well, um, I, I, I had mentioned. I, I'm going to skip the, the, the commercials. I'm just going to tell you that uh, the Loving on Purpose Life Academy is it's what I do, pretty much. You know, I I know that I'm I'm traveling around and I'm doing some stuff. That's 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 dissipating, and really, what's happening is pouring our strength into this Life Academy. And so um, I think that uh, if you're at all interested in the things that you've read, heard, t- seen, anything uh, th- that I've done, please, uh, please go check it out because it's going to be um, it's going to be years of this where I'm really I'm I'm pouring into. <laughs> I think for years now the uh, the family has been under assault and the idea that we can just simply get married and successfully defend against that is is just not the case. You know, we're literally gonna have to become a well equipped, tooled up response and th- and then ultimately leadership to a culture that has been so assaulted and ravaged by an antichrist spirit. And so the Life Academy's mandate and and call is to pour into the 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 lives, the toolboxes, the the children you know one of the one of the the realities is that our children are growing up in homes that are so blown apart the parents the leaders the culture of the home is so blown apart that a child grows up as a, a, someone who has lived in a war zone and then and then somebody says now, don't you want to do the same thing? And the kids go, no, no, I'll never do that. And so when we, when we introduce high levels of, of supply and freedom to young people, and then we wound them consistently with an experience in their freedom, they will not choose that experience. And so our, our children, our families are being set up to not do family. And then the next generation of children, because they will come, the next generation of children will come, will be orphans more than we've ever known before. So the, the Loving on Purpose Life Academy is not just a, a way to hear about uh, marriage. It, 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 is, it is literally how do we build leadership cultures that bring heaven to earth how do we bring how do we build families that preserve a loving connection and in the exchange in a bond of trust and freedom and so um i I, I talked about that way more than i was going to but i just got on a roll you know and that's just kind of what happens when that that starts happening all right what i want to talk to you about today is uh the, the gift of discernment um I I know that a lot of us have learned what discernment is, you know, because of our prophetic training. Largely, we we get a we get you know the idea that the, the revelatory gifts are um, they're being retooled. You know, there's a, a very different experience of the prophetic ministry for for you as a, maybe as a young adult today even even if you've been in that transition of the church remember when uh, the gift of prophecy uh, sounded something like yay yeah, verily 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 i say unto you i'm mad again <laughs> remember that and i mean that was the prophetic ministry the prophetic ministry was woe unto whoever i talk to You should run and hide right now. I'm about to expose your sin. And now we have this idea that uh, anybody can find dirt in a gold mine. We're We're not looking for dirt in a gold mine. We're looking for gold, right? Come on. Yeah, so let's call out the gold. Also, we have this brand new idea and experience of what a prophetic ministry looks like. Uh, except the discernment tool never really got the upgrade. You know, we're kind of running on the old software of, um, whoa, did you feel that? I totally felt that. I saw all over that guy. That that, that spirit, did you you feel it? I totally did. I totally, did you see it? I totally felt, oh my gosh. And so discernment is for me to figure out what is disgusting about you. and then find other people who agree with me, and then justify creating distance. And so that, that is not a gift. It's certainly not a gift to the person you're using it on. But it might be a way to gather all your other anxiety-filled friends into a cluster. we talk about discernment, we we really have to understand that it is a gift. It's a gift to produce righteousness. It's a gift to produce faith. It's a gift to to produce love. It's an activation of love not of fear, unless that is the spirit that is leading us in our discernment. And we have that option. We have the option of being led by a spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. And it is, it is not the gift of, of God to help us maximize the experience of fear in the body that's not a gift so when we 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 get to scripture uh, you know i'm just gonna i'll throw it up here you if you have a bible that's unusual (laughs) but you probably have a phone where there are several Bibles in it, and all that, and all the things I say when somebody says that to me. But um, I, I want to, I want to just draw uh, 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 our attention to Paul talking to the Philippians, where he he's saying something to them uh, regarding this this practice of discernment and and really what it's aimed at. So we uh, we we join him. He says, I I pray that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense. Someone say without offense. Without offense offense till the day of Christ being filled with the fruits of righteousness. Somebody say fruits of righteousness that you would be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. See, the the cultivation of, the manifestation of our our knowledge and our discernment is, is to move us in the direction of excellence. Excellence in the practice of representing our Father. And so, What we know, you know, and especially you know, you be around here for very long, you're going to get to know quite a bit. (laughs) And if that's not driven by love, it's this nasty, awful, puffed-up thing. And we all know what that is. And and the more you know, the 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 more you're able to see differences between things. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so incredibly educated. And I'm surrounded by ignorant people (laughs) who can't see the obvious between those two things because I have so much information. I have been so educated. I have been so filled with knowledge. And so knowledge actually helps expand the experience of discernment. I can see clearly what's over here. I can see clearly what's over here. And so I, I... I become more responsible for what it is that I'm looking at and what it is I do with what I'm looking at. Because a lot of us, you know, when we get the idea that we know so much, we give ourselves permission to be offended and judgmental.
1: <gasps>
2: oh, 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 you know, I mean, if you missed uh, Jonathan's thing last night, you know he said at one point he would have made a fantastic Pharisee. I can't. Why? It was because he knows so much. I mean, the guy—he reads a book like he probably just read a book just as I was talking. He probably just read a book. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how many books this guy reads. You know? And the 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 without love part. Is what turns my discernment into justification. Justification to judge and to say, that is wrong. And everything that is wrong must be destroyed by me. (laughs) Like, gosh, you know? And that is, you know, that experience or that behavior. Is, is given credit f- for a gift, a spiritual gift of discernment. She says, so, so the more that I know, the more practiced in love I must be, or I will get sucked right into the spirit of this world. In Jesus' name. I'll be right over there with the spirit of this world manifesting offense. That's what I'll do. Paul, again, he he writes to the, the Corinthians. I mean, every letter that the Corinthians must have received from Paul must have been smoking when they got it. It's like I don't know, should we open this? I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like yeah, what cuz he is just on fire when he is writing these letters to them. He's like I love you. Wow. Wow, I'd hate to see it if you were upset with us, man, cuz wow. You are really saying some stuff. And, and 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 I want to just pull. I want to pull out this 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 piece right here just to show you, just a, a snapshot. Uh, he writes, I, brethren, I could not speak to you as as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. And by babes in Christ, he doesn't mean like good looking, you know. He means like <laughs> like you pooping yourself. You're pooping yourself here, you know? I, I I could not write to you as spiritual people, but as carnal. I, I have to I have to address you as carnal. As little as little babies pooping all over yourselves. I mean this is this is very direct. I fed you with milk, like little babies, not with solid food, because you are carnal. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. I don't even know why I'm writing to you. <laughs> For you are still carnal. Carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal (laughs) and behaving like mere men? For one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Are you not carnal when you find ways of division? when we find ways of envy and strife, are we not acting like mere mortals? Mere men? People who don't know Christ? See, the symptoms of being separated from the spirit of love is that I use my knowledge, my discernment, to divide to strive to inject anxiety into an environment, and his example here is you, you, you. Some of you are saying you're of Paul, you're baptized of Paul, you're part, you 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 identify with Paul, and and then you over here are saying you will identify with Apollos. You know you, you and so there's all of a sudden there became two. Now he's just talking about two. He's upset about there being two. This is way back when there were two. I don't even know what our letters would come wrapped in lava. Oh. Got another letter from Paul. <laughs> because the heart of the, of the Spirit of God, the heart of what it is that Paul's addressing is that, that there, yeah, there are many things going on. There are many ways to do this. There, there are many ways to say this. There are many characteristics. There are many presentations. There are many personalities, if you will. There are many I, uh, 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 ways that, that the gifts are displayed there are it's going to happen in many ways and there's going to be many sources but we are one spirit we are we are one body we are we are directed by one spirit one how many one, one. and the goal as we get through this whole life is that we come out as one not 1000 not as two. Two is bad. <laughs> one is the goal. We use all this knowledge. We use all this input. We use all this learning to create one. That's what we're doing, that's who we are. Growing up as a child, we used to pretend to be sick so we could stay home and watch television. Lay on the couch. You want to stay in your bed or do you want to lay on the couch today? Hope I can make it to the couch. (laughs) And if you bring enough food so I don't have to get up, I'll try and watch television. Sideways? (laughs) Sideways? <laughs> Alex Quebec was on there, you know, this is back when they were saying words I didn't understand, but there's this, remember the, the Jeopardy show? Remember? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, what's he going to say? What are you going to do right How am I going to do this? Oh my, God. oh my gosh, okay, Lord, okay. Goes on way too long. <laughs> I'll take uh, Mongolian belly dancers for a thousand, please. <laughs> like what? Where? Where did they come up with these categories? All these categories. All, all you know, they take. They take our lives as we know them and divide them into all these categories. You know, You're like goodness sakes. And every week, every every day, it was all these categories. And then there was a couple shuffles in the day, like <laughs> and that really. And you know, I think about it. You can take just about anything and bust it up into little fractions, little fractures, little little pieces. And that, that is the seduction of our day. Is that we will be divided up into little tiny opinions. Has anybody ever heard of Facebook? (laughs) Facebook is a categorization of human beings. And it is, a, uh, it is driven by a spirit that is trying to create envy and strife and division. It is, it is an absolute anxiety-producing engine for modern society. Now, I'm not anti-Facebook, but I am anti-Antichrist. And so we, we begin, as we begin to look around and we begin to see the, the lure of our society, of our children, our children are being trained in take your opinion and use it to justify yourself. And, and look for other people who are doing the same thing. Now, I know you guys are love the Greek and Hebrew and all that stuff, and I just want you to catch here that, that the English word accuser comes from the Greek word categoros. And so when we, when we, when we see these... These categories, people being divided up, divided up, divided up, divided up, divided up, and put in the same box. They can't help but strive and be envious. You have something I wish I had, so I'm going to punish you for having what I wish I had. And I'm going to try to take away from you what you have because I wish I had that. And, and, and then we throw it in the box, and then we kick the box down the hill while everybody's inside going, in the name of Jesus, this is what he's telling me to say to all you people. I am of Paul. I'm of Apollos. I'm better than you. You need to think like me. You need to be me. Like Eric was saying this weekend, we need, a, we need a room for all the eyeballs. We need a room for all the arms. We need a room for all the legs. This is just within the body. This is just within the body. I don't know if you've ever watched those Christian threads. It's a good name for them because that's all that's left. It's just a bunch of threads. After we get done with each other, it's just a bunch of threads. It's just brutal. And then you sprinkle some politics in there and light it on fire. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> they will know we were Christians because of our opinions. No, that is not really, that's not really, that's not what we're doing here. But it is what we're doing here. So, so many of us are being sucked into. Some of us have entire ministries around this stuff. And so the more knowledge that we pump out, the more knowledge that we we are filled up on, the more we must be bonded to a spirit of love or we will get caught up in the categories and our little category section. And we'll be over here with our bumper stickers and our signs and at very least our secret Facebook page. It is, it is so difficult today to, to not pick a side, to not step into some category and judge the other categories. Paul addressed this again. Again, he's saying the same thing. There, there are no categories. There are no categories. There's how many? One. one. There's one. That's what we're working towards. We're not working on the right one. We're working on there being one. Because guess who's in the right one? Me. I'm in the right group. I'm in the right opinion. I'm in the right interpretation of that. I'm in the right practice of that. I'm in, the, I'm in that one. You need to be over here. The goal is to get to one. And our discernment is, is basically between two camps. We have two options. We have the Spirit of God... And we have the spirit of the Antichrist. That's what we have. You have, there are are two. And our God is saying, come into the one. Because the other one is not going to work for you. But the other one says, there are nine billion over here. You can be anywhere over here you like. Just not there. Come over here and hide in here. And we have believers that are like, well, I'm not on the left side of the devil. I'm on the right side of the devil. I don't use fear to do that. I use fear to do this. Shabbat. And the Lord is saying, no, 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 that's, there's, no, no, I don't care how, how many categories you find over there. That's exactly what they are. They are ways to accuse other people. You have, you have really one thing we're going to do over here. And that is we're going to, we're going to manifest the fruit of love. We're going we're to manifest the, the decision to discern what spirit am I of? Jesus and the disciples are coming back into Jerusalem. To, uh, James and John, sons of thunder. They see that there's no party for Jesus. They're so offended. What's, what's going on? Where's all the hosanna? Where'd I go? Okay, we got this, Jesus. We got this. We're gonna call down fire, blow up this city, get a little fear of the Lord moving in this town. Don't you worry, Jesus. Don't you? Don't 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 get up. We know you only have one outfit. We don't need to get dirty. So, sons of thunder, we got it. And Jesus is like, what? You what? You gonna what? you're going to blow up the city? (laughs) Seriously? Because somebody offended me? We're going to blow up a city. You don't know the spirit that is leading you if that is in your menu of options. You don't know the spirit that you're of If you think we're blowing up people who offend us, what are you doing being offended anyway? You're supposed to be using your discernment not to figure out what's wrong with other people. Your discernment starts with what spirit am I listening to? What spirit am I following? my discernment and all my knowledge and all my understanding and all my capacity to judge starts with what spirit am I following right now what spirit am I of do I have an affection for the people that I'm about to address or do I have a goal of distancing myself protecting myself and I don't even care what happens to them on the other side of what it is I say or do What is, who is leading me? What is leading me? This is the gift. This is what translates as a gift to the people who experience us. Is, am I moved with compassion? Am I driven in compassion and affection? Or am I driven with judgment and accusation and offense? Do I have a, a really good reason why I turn my love off towards these people? Because they're on the wrong side of the devil. They're not on the side of the devil I'm on. And so here is our challenge. What spirit are we of? Can we discern the spirit that we are of? Are we of the anointed one? Are we of the spirit of Christ? Or are we of this Antichrist spirit? There are two options. The the goal of our King is one. That we would be one in Him. That the Godhead would be one in us. And then there is the other spirit. The the spirit of this world. The the prince of the power of the air. The, The spirit that is currently manipulating the globe with fear of one another. Of judgment of one another of particular categories that are fighting over who's more important what categories should be in control and to protect their interests the antichrist spirit is pumping through our politics is pumping through our education systems our universities all the way down to our preschools are pumping an antichrist agenda into the minds of our young people. The business leaders at at so many levels are so connected to each of these other categories and the antichrist spirit is the spirit that they draw upon to build the strategies to lead society who will follow. And we will end up following if we're not discerning. If we're not discerning who we are of throughout the day. It is so easy today to be carnal in the name of freedom. In the name of, I'm not religious. No, but you're being stupid. In the name of freedom, we cultivate some of, the, some of the most damaging behaviors. And I'm talking to the body now. I'm talking to people who want freedom and want love, but don't want responsibility. You, you can't have those two things without incredible levels of responsibility. And this is where discernment helps us so much as we are discerning where our responsibility lies. It lies in being moved with compassion. It, it, being moved with love. Being moved with affection. With being moved to be unoffendable. Yes. To being moved To live and to thrive as as one. Led by one spirit, not a whole bunch. So discernment is is this revelation or this, this awareness, this practice that I know the source that is fueling my decisions my perceptions, my reality I, I am I am paying attention first to the source that is leading me Th- this you know, we, we, we call it all kinds of different things but in, in our culture we would call it you know being practicing the presence of, of God practicing the 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 connection to love maturing in that connection to where i can tell when i am disconnected i can tell when i'm disconnected from love because my anxiety is climbing love chases away that anxiety but in my disconnection anxiety chases away the love so discernment is do I know the spirit that I am of right now? The, the, the maturing, the practice of discernment is paying attention to what am I doing? What am I thinking? Where is that coming from? We had a pretty fantastic season at Bethel Church where there were things that God was doing that to the best of our knowledge, we did not know where it was coming from in that I don't know anybody who's done this before, I don't know anybody who's experienced this before, but there is a responsibility on us to stay in a place of I don't know what God's going to do next, but He could do anything He wants. He could do absolutely anything at all that He wants.
3: You know, it's just signs that make you wonder. And it's uh, it's it's really a big deal that we have things we can't explain or understand or control. I've wondered if it's okay to for us to run to a corner of a room and stand and watch and take pictures. I I think he rather enjoys it I think, he, uh, as, l- as long as we don't prostitute it for our glory, as long as we give him glory and celebrate I, it, feels like children, you know, just discovering him.
2: For those of you that don't, don't know, this is, lungs, is when the glory cloud was showing up at Bethel.
3: It's kind of dumb if he shows up in a cloud, you go, I don't want to be distracted. I invite all of his distractions. Right,
1: so. Open the of
3: The church has been gathered together for decades around a sermon. Israel camped around the presence. And, and we've known that there are some dramatic shifts that are going to take place in how we do life, how we do church. The presence of God is the greatest gift we have. And to shut everything else down because of that is absolutely worth it to me. It's, it's, it's the joy of our heart to celebrate him, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ that for whatever reason decides to show up. You say, well, why doesn't he show up in a way that he can be visibly recognized? He told Israel, he said, I was in the cloud and I did not let you see any form because I knew you to be an idolatrous people and you would create an idol after the image you saw. And so the lack of clarity sometimes is, he's not punishing us, he's just letting us, he, he's, he's wanting to give us as much as can bless us and promote us without destroying us. And so it's happening tonight as the church is camping around the presence. We may not have an idea, a clue, what we're doing. And we certainly don't know what to do next. But finally, the main thing has become the main thing.
2: There is a wisdom that comes from discernment in in our discernment we we staying connected to i know the spirit that i am of, that i'm of that i'm that i'm following i i have a habit and it's 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 there's a wisdom that's required when god shows up to even know what to do the glory cloud showed up 20 something times you know randomly it's, it first started at a children's conference the, the first time it, it, was, it was these little, these little sparkly things zinging through the air. They were just zinging. You're like, "What was that? Did you see that?" <laughs> and then, and then it would just zing randomly. Right. About the fiftieth time, somebody goes, "I, I think that's just God." Because <laughs> the rest of the time we're like, "What is going? Oh, what, that was the weirdest thing. Is there something sparking? Is there you know, something on fire? What is happening here? What is going on?" And then eventually, everybody's just oh my gosh, this is supernatural. <laughs> and then there's this billowing cloud of gold speckles that disappears right in front of you, then reappears, and you're like, <laughs> anybody got a verse? <laughs> no. No, I don't have a verse. Oh, no. No. Oh, somebody's going to hear about this. Oh. There is a wisdom that comes from discernment. And discernment being that we practice staying connected in the presence, in the spirit of love, being unoffendable, not participating in the voice of the accuser, not not participating in the spirit of fear. James talks about the who is wise and understanding among you. Let, it, let him put it on display by essentially discerning well. Because there is a wisdom that comes from this planet. And we and we we somehow we cloak fear with the word wisdom. But, but the fruit of of an antichrist spirit, a spirit of fear. The fruit is so obvious that our, that our wisdom is earthly wisdom. It is, it is envious, it is divisive, it is demonic, it is sensual, it is driving us to protect ourselves. But he goes on to say that. whenever we find these things we know that we're we're missing it completely we know that when envy strife division is is in our thinking in our life in our practice in our mouth that we've have, we have teamed up with the source of evil But the, the wisdom that's from above is pure. It, it's, it, it produces a completely different culture around me. And so we are searching for, paying attention to, crying out for a, a clarity in our gift of discernment that leads us into decision-making that is wise that's peaceable, that, that creates a culture around us of the kingdom, of bringing heaven to earth. This is, you know, we, we, we pray for this. We pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. But it happens through partnership with the spirit of Christ, the spirit of love. That's how it happens. That's what we're doing. That's, that's where personal responsibility starts right here. What spirit am I grabbing onto right now? Because you and I have options all day, every day. And maybe I had a really good day yesterday. Today's a new day. Today's a new day. Lord, give us a, a, a gift of discernment. Give us the gift that that makes us recognizable as sons and daughters of God. That we become people that that have a shalom, that that carry uh, the the authority over chaos. Because that's where we live right now. I mean, maybe it's always been here, but I'm really noticing it. That chaos is everywhere. But we have an authority over that chaos in a spirit of love. In a spirit of Christ. Walking in a clarity of the gift of discernment. Because when we walk in this, it is a gift. It is a gift to your family. It is a gift to your workplace. It is a gift to your neighborhood. It is a gift to everywhere you go. Father, what are you doing? What are we doing right now? What do you want to say right here? How do you love these people? I see what the devil has stolen, and I am moved. My goal with this person who does not agree with me, my goal with them is affection and connection. I don't know if they can handle it yet. We'll see. But I live there. I come back to that. I cultivate that. And as a result, I end up bringing heaven to earth everywhere I go. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's all stand together. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you that, that you're here. You're here with us. And Lord, that you, you want to fill our thoughts, you want to fill our hearts. Lord, forgive us for any agreements that we've made with an antichrist spirit. And we break off the power of that influence right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, we open up our hearts and our minds to be filled fresh again, renewed in our minds, no longer conforming to the patterns of this world. No longer being dominated by the chaos. But instead, we, we enter now the shalom of heaven. The shalom of God. The peace that brings blessing and health and prosperity everywhere we go. Lord, we now align with You. Being led by You, the Good Shepherd. We know Your voice. Lord, we reject the spirit of fear and all its seductions. We reject punishment, blame, shame. And Lord, we, we embrace, we accept unconditional love as fuel for everything that we do. Lord, that we would, be, we would have eyes of our Father for our Father's children. And Lord now we pray we pray that you call to people through our lives. We pray for divine encounters, we've d- divine appointments that people are set up ready for when we get there, when we bring when we bring you to them. Lord now we pray for a grace, a a a supernatural infusion right now of a gift of discernment that every person in this room is promoted in the gift of discernment. We thank you for it, Lord, and we pray that we glorify you with our lives. In Jesus' name.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more information on this or other resources, please go to newhopecom.org.